service. And at this time, I'd like to invite Damien Ford for a little demonstration. Can, can we give a, a round of applause to Damien? Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Come on up. Come on up. So, so as we get started today, what we're going to have is we're going to have Damien hold these weights straight out in front of him for just a minute. Just a minute. I think he can do this. Look at this strapping young lad. I'm sure he can do this. So as, as you do this, we're going we're gonna, to uh, talk through some things. So don't just start just yet. I'm going to count you in. We've got to do this right. So I'm going to have a timer going. So this is going to be pretty legit. So, all right. Well, uh, we, he can do this, right? Let's give a little round of applause. He can do it. Just a minute. Just, just a minute. All right. Ready, set, go. All right, so while Damien is doing that, we're going to talk for just a second. So we are in Lenten Love, this sermon series that is all about this paradox of Lent, this introspective moment, when we're preparing our hearts to look forward to the love of Christ that is most seen, clearest form of love, that being Jesus on the cross, giving his life for us. What love is that? How you doing, Damien? You're good? All right, 30 seconds in. you got just 30 seconds to go. I, I think you need to do this. You're doing fine. You're not even shaking. You're, you're doing great. But as we're in this sermon series, we're starting with the idea of God's provision for our lives and how God provides for our very needs. He provides for our daily bread, as it were. But the problem is, the problem is that we carry the weight of worry. Five seconds. All right, we need four, three Two, one, done. You are done. Good job, Damien. Good job, Damien. All right, so two questions. When you started, did you think you could, like, hold this forever? Was it pretty light? It was pretty light, right? You, you thought you'd do this forever? All right. Uh, towards the end, did it get heavier? And could you think about anything other than just holding those weights? No. All you could think about was the, the weight of, that you were carrying, right? Awesome. Thank you very much. You can find your seat. Let's give Damien a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. So as we were talking about, as I was explaining, the weight of our worry gets in the way of us seeing the provision of God in our lives. But as Jesus begins our gospel lesson, he simply says in verse 25, he says this, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. Is not your life more than food and your body more than clothes? And so when Jesus says it, it seems so simple, right? Just don't worry. Don't worry about uh, what you eat or drink, right? You're worth more than that. But unfortunately, unfortunately, our default is this. Our default is carrying the weight of our worry, just like Damien so expertly demonstrated. And unfortunately, that weight gets heavier and heavier until it's all you can think about. You can't think about anything other than the worry that you're carrying. And so worry becomes a problem. Worrying becomes a problem when worry keeps you from recognizing. I think we got a slide for this. Let's throw that up there. Worry keeps you from recognizing God in your life, or worry keeps you from being present with those around you. That's when worry becomes really a problem. 
whenever all you can think about is holding on to that weight, holding on to the worry, whatever it might be, and you're not recognizing God who is rich in his provision, looking to bless you, you can't actually see that in your life. It also becomes a problem when you're actually not aware of the people that you love around you. You're too busy holding on to that weight, white-knuckling it, as it were. If I could just hold it for another day, if I could just hold it for another hour, and that's all you think about. You're not aware of the people around you who need, your, need you most because you're so concerned and worried about the weight that you're holding. And so worry is a problem. We've established that. And so what are, what are some of the worries that we have? And so these are two broad categories, very broad categories we could talk about a lot. But what I want to talk about today, the two categories of worry are lack of control and when we doubt God's provision or doubt God's presence in our lives. And so lack of control is really one that I struggle with the most. And if I could be honest, this sermon, this preparation, everything that I did this week, it's a little bit of group therapy for me. I struggle with this so, so much. I want everything to be perfect. And maybe you experience that as well. You're trying to control everything in your life. Maybe you're trying to make sure that you have the perfect resume to get to the perfect college because you want to get the perfect job. Or maybe if you have kids, you want to make sure that you're, you're doing everything you need for them. You're, you're so worried about, are you doing enough for them? Are you providing enough for them? But also on the other side of the coin, maybe you shouldn't be doing so much for them so that they become independent. They become good citizens on their own. So you're so worried about that control. Are they doing the right thing? Or if you have older parents, you're worried about, are they safe? Are they healthy? Are they happy? Are they being taken care of? Or if you are a little older, you're, you're worried about setting your family up for success, leaving a legacy that lasts. And so all of these things that we think about, the worries that we have, ironically, yes, they are thinking about the people around us. But when we worry about that, it turns us inward. We're actually not looking at the people around us. We're too busy being worried about the worry that we're carrying, the weight and the burden that we're carrying because we want everything to be perfect. We want to control everything. And so we're not actually looking up at those around us, but we're actually only looking inwards. And what can I control? What can I do? And we're so focused on that. And that next category of we doubt God's presence in our lives. We doubt God's provision. God, how you can't really be, there's no way that you can actually get me out of this hole. Uh, Tara and I, uh, we just bought a house a couple months ago, and we have been working on it pretty much since we bought it. And in the last month or so, uh, we've had some plumbing issues. And uh, they've been large plumbing issues. And there have been moments where I felt very isolated. And there was a moment where Tara and I looked at each other, honestly, and said, how are we going to pay for this? Like, really? Uh, we got to pay for this. How are we going to pay for this? And so I felt so alone, so isolated, so in a pit of despair, only focused on the problems that I was facing that I did not understand God's presence with me. And so maybe for you, yours looks a little bit different. Yours looks a little bit different. You're so focused on the problems that are in front of you, you're not actually recognizing God's presence in your life. 
And so you're asking in the moment, how, God, how can you ever make a way out of this? I don't see a rope to get myself out of this. All I see is the darkness. I am so focused on the darkness that is around me that I can't see the light that is right in front of me. God, I, I doubt that you can actually do anything about this problem. Because I don't feel like I can do anything about this problem. And so where are you, God? And so we go back to trying to control the situation. Because it's really better if I handle it anyways. But then Jesus asks us in verse 27, he says this. He asks a very poignant question. Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And so this question, it cuts through the noise. It cuts through the darkness that we see in our lives, and it gets right at the heart. Can you really do anything? Can you really add an hour to your life if you worry more? And we have to answer. The correct answer is no. No, Jesus, I cannot add an hour to my life by worrying more. That is the right answer. We know that. We intrinsically know that, that we should not worry. But our actions are different. Our actions are incongruent with our answer. Instead, we continually worry. We bear that weight. We continually hold on to it. And so when our actions and our answer are incongruent, what are we to do? Jesus says this in verse 33. But first, seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore... Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles on its own. So those moments, those moments when we're looking inwardly, when we're in the, pair, in the pit of despair, when we can only look inwardly, get your eyes up. Look up. Look at his righteousness. Look at his grace. Look at his glory. Look at what God has done in your life. Seek first his righteousness. And don't worry about tomorrow. There are enough troubles for tomorrow. Look up. Recognize what God has done in your life. Recognize what he has done for you. The ways in which he has provided for your daily needs. And has it been perfect? No, our lives are never perfect. But we can look up and see his righteousness first. And then, then we can respond in a new way. We can respond in a new way. And so Paul puts it this way in our epistle reading. Uh, in verse 6, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your quests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so, in every situation... When we see and feel that worry rise, that weight that is getting heavier and heavier and heavier, we turn it over, we release it to God. Release it to Christ, who is in control. Instead of, instead of holding on to that weight so hard, so tightly, that we begin to crack, we open our hands and give it to Christ. We release it to our Savior because... We know that no matter what happens in this life, Jesus has already won the victory on our behalf. He has already paid the price that we should have paid. He went to the cross willingly for our sake, so that you are a new creation. 
Jesus makes us new every single day. In the ways that we struggle for our control, Jesus is always in control. He was always in control. Throughout the Gospels, we see people trying to arrest Jesus, trying to put him on trial, trying to trip Jesus up, play mind games with him. But throughout that, we see that Jesus is in control. It was only according to Jesus' plan that he went to the cross. He willingly gave his life for us. Yes, there was a moment where he's wrestling. He's wrestling in the garden. But he says, Lord, your will be done. Take this cup, but if it is mine to bear, let me bear it. And so we seek his kingdom because he is a king worthy of our praise. We can rejoice in the name of Jesus. We can praise who he, who he is. And when, when Jesus asks us not to worry about our lives, we can take him at his word because we hear throughout the scriptures. We hear throughout the scriptures, as Jesus said, that we are more valuable than the birds of the air. We are more valuable than the lilies of the field. To the very creator of the universe knit you together in your mother's womb. You are so precious in the eyes of the Lord. That the very creation sings of his praise. That he has given you provision every single day of your life. And we can take Jesus at his word because his life was laid bare on the cross for our sins. And even in the ways that we don't recognize his provision, he still pays for it. And so hear this today. Hear the scriptures whispering to you that Jesus is saying this, that I will provide for you. Remember, my power is made perfect in your weakness. Remember my gifts that I have been giving you, that I have blessed you with. Remember that I am here. Every time that you feel far from me, I am near to you. I have never ran away, so draw near to me says to you that I am standing in the gap. Will you give me control? Will you finally release this pressure, this weight that you are carrying to me? Release that weight that is holding you back and take my yoke for my burden is light. All who are weary and burdened come to me and I will refresh your soul. But even in those moments, even in those moments where the worry comes back and the realness of this life happens and real life is going to happen. I, I know that. There are going to be times where the worry comes back. What are we supposed to do? What are some tools that we can use in light of what Christ has given us? And so I want you to remember just a couple uh, key phrases uh, whenever you deal with worry. I want you to remember this. The first one is to recognize. Recognize the worry. And this is also, there's many layers to worry. The worry that we have is often not what we think it is. For example, I've got a really big uh, presentation at work. I've got a really big client that I've got going on. And I'm really worried about it. Well, is it really the presentation that you're worried about? Or is it you're worried that the company's not doing too well? The economy's not doing too well? So if I don't do well in this project, I might get laid off. 
It's even deeper than that. Because if I get laid off, I am the breadwinner of my house. I am the provider. I don't know if my family can actually make it. Because I don't know if God's provision will really be for me. And so let's recognize that layer of the worry. The deepness of the worry. The the layers that we don't want to recognize. The darkness that we don't want to dive into because it's too real. We have to recognize the real problem so that we have to recognize the real problem so that we can reframe it into something that is true. I know with my plumbing problems, I had to reframe it. What, what, God, what are you doing in this moment? And the plumber of I and I have gotten to be really good friends. Our wives have met. Well, I might as well invite them over to, to, to dinner by, by this time. And so what if, what if I reframe it to what is God actually doing in this moment? That he actually provided a way out. It was actually through his provision that we were able to take care of this. That everything was okay. Reframe it in a new opportunity to meet with this person. And actually, uh, someone in our first service actually talked to me about, hey, I'm trying to get into the plumbing industry. Can you give me the number of that guy? Reframe it. What is actually happening in this moment? Maybe that was the connection that I needed to make. Reframe what is going on in our lives. What is God providing for you? What is God's real presence in your life? See, God, what are you doing in this moment? And then, and then after we've reframed it, we get to respond or release. A lot of us, we know the problem. We may have reframed it. We know what is really happening. The realness of this moment, I know what's going to happen. And I know you guys are going through some real stuff. We get prayer requests every week, and I know there are some real situations going on in this church. The brothers and sisters of Christ, you are dealing with stuff. And so, let's respond. Let's do something about it. We have been gifted for a time such as this. We can respond in the right way. We can do something about it. Let's roll up our sleeves and let's get busy. But most of the time, most of the time, It's actually not the response that we're supposed to do. It's the release. Release the worries that are holding you back, that are weighing you down. And honestly say, God, I I release this to you. I recognize that I can't do anything right now. I'm reframing that this is really hard. But all the while, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to hold it. This is really heavy. It's getting heavier by the moment. And oftentimes, oftentimes when we try and release, when we try and release, we're more often like this. God, take it from me. God, take it from me. But you're all the while pulling back. No, 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 no. God, take it from me. God, take it from me. I want to release it to you. But all the while you're holding more and more and more and your knuckles are turning white and you can't, you're crumbling and you can't hold it anymore. What are you supposed to do? What if you just turn it over? And actually said, and meant it, God, I release that to you. I release the burden. I release what is weighing me down. I know that this is real. I know that I have so many burdens. I have so much that I can't handle. The darkness that I'm feeling, Lord, I know this. But, Lord, I'm releasing it into your hands. I'm looking for your light. I'm looking at how you have built this life for me, that you have provided for me so many ways. And so, Lord, I want to release this. I want to release this worry, that the weight that is holding me back, I want to be present around those that love me most. I want to be present for them. Lord, I see your presence in my life. What would it be like if we just released it and actually meant it, released it into his hands? And the God of all creation, who's given you this day, who says to you that you are much more valuable than the birds of the field, 
birds of the air, lilies of the field, but I love you, that I loved you enough to go to the cross. I release you from your sins. I release you from your brokenness. Turn it over to him. God, I believe in you. Give me my daily bread today. What would that look like? What would that look like? If we truly release the weight of our worry. Amen. Let's pray. Holy and precious Father, we see your provision in my life. Lord, hear me as I pray. But Lord, help us to reframe our problems. Help us to reframe our worries. Lord, help us to recognize the deep darkness of our worries, the pit that we find ourselves in. Lord, meet us there. Lord, we want to look to you. We want to bring our eyes to your righteousness, to your glory, Lord. And we want to see what you are doing. We want to respond in the right way. But Lord, ultimately, we want to release the weight of worry that is holding us back. Lord, you are ever-present in our lives. Lord, I believe that you will take the weight of my worry. And this is only possible in the name and power of Jesus Christ. Amen. At this time,